What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Gambling Weekly Picks Podcast. It's your boy, Steve, the cash cow, Carlberg, along with my partner, Justin, double down daily, double down. How did we do last week? We did terrible. <laughs> We're not feeling too great today. Um, today is a day of a big, big payment to my bookie. But other than that, we're feeling good for the next week. You know, I think it's uh, a time to turn the tides around here and find some winners. Yeah, looking back on last week, double down, had a tough week going two and six. I went seven and seven, bringing us to a total. I, I'm, I'm a little more uh, sporadic with the bets, I guess, the double down. But on the total, double the down. There, right? Yeah, double down sitting at 10 and 16. And your boy, due to a big week too, cash cow. 27 and 22. But, you know, I, I'm looking forward to this week. I think there's a lot of good lines out there for us. I agree. I'm figuring it out. I think the the um, trial period is over. We're now into the thick of things. I think, you know, week four, we're starting to see some teams get knocked out of the possible college playoff. You know, we get teams that are kind of proving whether they're real or not. So it's cool. This is the time of the year where you start to, like, kind of feel like you can ride teams. You feel like you can get on them a little bit before everybody else. Yeah. And especially, you know, you got to take into account the first couple of weeks of any season, whether it be college football or the NFL. You know, there is a learning curve just because the teams are new. Uh, teams have new coaches. They go away from their tendencies that you're used to. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to bounce back. And uh, I'm really feeling this week. I got a nice craft beer sitting in front of me on a Monday night. You know, everything's good right now. So uh, why, don't we, why don't we dive into this first game? So first game we're going to be looking at is Friday the 21st. We have... Thursday. Florida, thir- no, it's Friday. Oh, you're right. It's Friday. You can't win anything right now, Double Down. You don't know the day. You don't know who's playing. You can't, can't pick a winner. <laughs> I mixed it up. I mixed it up. <laughs> All right. So first, we have Friday the 24th. Florida, Florida Atlantic going to UCF. Daly, you want to break that down for us? I think, yeah. Yeah, this is the, surprisingly enough, I think these are the two most exciting teams in all of Florida. You have the defending That's not saying stand. much. That's not saying I mean, much, though. I know, but, like, you wouldn't, you know, when you hear that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect these two, at least in recent, you know, before these last couple of years. But UCF, obviously, coming off national championship season, you know, they raised the banner and everything. But the quarterback's back. He's a sav down there. And they're playing at home, going up against Lane Kiffin, Florida Atlantic, who I'm always, I've, I've been watching them. I like, I like Florida Atlantic a lot. I followed them last year into this year. And it's like, they're there with the offense a little bit. I mean, they didn't put any up, put up any points against Oklahoma, but their defense has been like non-existent. Like they let up 28 points last week, 27 the week before to Air Force, and then got run over by Oklahoma. Um, so they haven't been covering spreads. They haven't been the team that I've wanted them to be. They're catching 13 and a half here, so they're getting pretty disrespected. Um, I know Lane doesn't like being blown out. Yeah, I mean, first of all, we have to give a little shout out to our man Joey Freshwater. The right. sexiest man in all of college football, but you know, just looking at this game, I hate going to you know back in a quarterback named McKenzie, as it's a girl's name, but McKenzie Milton does have a hose. They fired around. I I just think, you know, I I don't think this is that much of a rivalry game. I think Florida Atlantic is just still a few years away. So personally, I think UCF just has way too much firepower. They've proved it, you know, against real big time opponents. Power Five Conference, I think they're going to be able to stop this Florida Atlantic team. And I'm not as high on this Florida Atlantic team as most people. Yeah, I mean, they show up against, like, Air Force last week, but they, they got absolutely murdered by Oklahoma. And I think UCF is a lot closer to Oklahoma than they are to Air Force. So in this one, in the home spot, I, I think that UCF is definitely the pick, even though I'll give up the 14, 13 and a half points on this one. 
All right. Um, I mean, I'm going to continue to ride the lane train. I think it's too many points. You know, it's at 13 and a half right now. I say actually 14 on Bovada, so you can catch it at two scores. I'd love to get it at 14. Um, but UCF hasn't played anyone yet. I mean, they played UConn and SCSU. Must be like, I don't know who that is, South Carolina State maybe. But they haven't played anyone yet. This is going to be their first test. I just think it'll be a closer game. You know, we know that Lane doesn't give up and, like, won't quit in the game, so they'll, they'll always be gunning the whole time. What do you mean he won't quit? He got killed by Oklahoma. Yeah, but he never quit. Big difference. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, he won't, like, they were probably, they were still, like, going to be running, you know, the, the same offense throughout the whole game. So I just like the points. Um, I think the offense can keep up. I mean, UCF's defense is kind of untested, like I said, so I don't know. You know, they're, they're used to playing these cupcake teams. I don't know if they'll be ready to be able to stop a more high-powered offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I just think that the the home team, the better team, I, I just think this one go with the gut rather than the, the heart. So moving on to the next game, we have Georgia heading to Mizzou. Last week, Georgia wiped you know wiped the floor with Middle Tennessee. I thought Middle Tennessee was actually going to put up a little bit bigger of a fight, but Georgia just kind of kicked their ass. And for those of you who don't know, Jake Fromm, little little sweet country boy, Goes to church every Sunday. He loves his mom. Sent out a, a nice Snapchat that said, "Wish y'all would make me come." And he spelled C U M. And it was a picture of him shirtless, laying in bed, with like his hey, arm over his head. So he's a guy trying to get laid. I, I, from him. I think in most scenarios, I'd like this, but Jake Fromm just seems like the guy that <laughs> you think you know, he's above it. Right? He'd be absolutely terrified for this to come out, and it's, and it's nothing with his image. So I'm a little nervous, Jake Fromm, there, and then. You know, Mizzou's actually looked pretty good this year. You know, they're, they've always been good at home. Uh, it's it's a tough place to play. Um, their quarterback's playing really well. Drew Locke, he's, he went 375 and three touchdowns last week. Uh, they beat Purdue in a barn burner 40 to 37. So, I mean, Mizzou's really tough at home, but I think that they're due, they're due for a loss personally. I just think Georgia, it, it might be close in the beginning with the home crowd, but I think Georgia's just way, way bit more talented. They have the better quarterback. They have the better offense, so... In the end, the first half, it might be worth looking at Mizzou, but the line's at 14.5 right now. Um, George is favored on the road, so I, I, I just think that they're just going to pull away towards the end, so I'm going to take Georgia with the 14.5. I'm, I'm on Mizzou. I like the home dogs catching two scores. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think Mizzou can keep up with them. You know, that kid can, can actually air it out a little bit. And they, I agree, they beat a good Purdue team last week in Purdue. So I think it's um, – I just like the home field. I think it's too many points in a divisional – or a conference game. Simple as that. So I would take 14 points. If this, game was, if this game was at night, it. if this game was at night in Mizzou, I would definitely <laughs> yeah. you know, reconsider. I know, you but I know how you mean. A high noon game. It can get out of hand. It can get yeah. out of hand. I, I, yeah. I just think towards the end it's just going to you know blow up. But you want to take us to the next game? Yep. Next we got BC visiting Purdue. We had that Thursday night game last week that BC played in that I had anticipated would uh, be affected by Hurricane Florence. Uh, so we put we had a group of us, you know, ride, ride or die the under, considering we'd ride with the storm. Um, by the time kickoff rolled around, they, it was a beautiful day for football. Clear skies. A little bit breezy, but nothing too bad. Plus, BC pounded on the ground. They got the kid, A.J. Dillon. Um, he's a legit Heisman Trophy uh, candidate. It's unreal. Um, and he runs like you like watching him. He just looks like a, like a grown man playing with like little kids. And they're like, why? Why they let this man out there? So I really like BC. They're ranked for the first time in years. I think they came in at number 23. Yep. Purdue, yeah. Purdue's coming off a tough start to the season. Uh, they got Jeff Brom coaching back there. So, you know, the intensity is there. But <laughs> so they had that tough. Uh, they had the tough loss, like we said, to 
Mizzou at home. But I mean, it's a pl- tough place to play. BC's laying, what is it, seven? Seven and a half? Seven and a half. Right. So it's a tough spot. I hate lines like this. Um, but I think BC is the better team. So I'll just take the better team. I think they can, I really think they can run all over them and they could, they could get out, out ahead early. Yeah. So I have this tendency when I'm a little woozy to mix up Purdue and Wake Forest just because of the black the and colors. yellow and they're both yeah. kind of like mediocre at football. So last week I thought I took Purdue and I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch Jeff Braun on the sideline. Yeah. I, I love the guy um, they used to throw, Sindelar. I think he had a hose, but he, he hasn't been really playing well. So they've been kind of rotating their QB. Um, they're with the guy below now, and he he actually had a hell of a game last game. He almost threw for 600 yards and three TDs. But wow. I, I'm I'm with you in that. I just think BC's the better team, and I think they have way more to play for right now. I, I, Purdue's right. 0 and 3, so I mean they're they're already kind of circling the drain. I don't like how they were already switching their QBs back and forth. They were rotating um, possessions earlier in this year. The last last game they just went with blow, but. I, I just think that BC just has it all together. They're kind of running like a well-oiled machine, and I don't think they're going to drop one to, to a team like Purdue, especially off to a 0-3 start. This is another team, too, where if it was night, I would really think more about Purdue, but just during a, a 12 o'clock game, I just feel like this is, has BC written all over it on the road. No, I, and, think, I think that's a good point. When I think the confidence in these two locker rooms couldn't be more off. Yeah, and yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think one touchdown is that crazy either. Right, like six right. and a half points because they're on the road. Yeah, isn't isn't that crazy? Like, if you told me that BC were to win by two scores, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it for a second. So, I, I think we're on the same page here with BC, the hometown what? team. You know, we're just God, supporting the boys. Yeah, yeah. I agree. After they beat our Minutemen, we we had to jump ship. <laughs> yeah, UMass does not look good. If anyone's wondering, UMass is not to give up the not this year, not our year. Yeah, we're coming though. All right, next game yeah, we have Notre Dame traveling to Wake Forest and. The line is Wake Forest plus seven and a half home dogs. So I normally like the home dogs. Notre Dame barely, barely beat Bandy at home Snuck last week. They've been Snuck kind of underperforming, but ever since they beat Michigan in the first week, but they are number eight in the country. This is the first road game of the year. This is kind of a scary spot, but my biggest thing with Wake Forest is especially highlighted last week when they, they lost to BC is I just think their quarterback is just, I think he's electric. He's a freshman, but he just turns the ball over so much, and I feel like that's right where Notre Dame's going to capitalize on. And Wake Forest last week got very lucky with special teams. I think they blocked a punt. They returned. They recovered a, a muff punt right. by BC. Blocked one for a touchdown. Yeah, so I, I think that that game was closer than it should have been. BC kind of controlled the whole thing. but So I'm going to side with Notre Dame just because, again, I don't think seven and a half points is, is crazy, especially with the difference in talent here. And Wake Forest coming off a loss. I, I just think Notre Dame is the better team through and through, so I'm going to go with them uh, minus seven and a half points on the road. Yeah, same page here. I mean, um, my bottom line is Notre Dame doesn't lose this game. I think they go in there, they win, and that's just a matter of how many. So I look, I don't think a score is all that crazy. I agree. That game was really fluky last week for Wake Forest, and it's all fun games when you're, like, slinging it around and it's working, but when that starts to not work, things are going to get ten like, you know, they're going to get out of, like, a little out of hand in a hurry, especially if Notre Dame can score the ball on offense. So they win the turnover battle. They're going to win this game by at least at least a score, I think. So I'm with you on Notre yeah. Dame. All right, we agree on that one. All right, up next, another noon kickoff. We have Minnesota in Maryland. Taylor, two pretty interesting teams. What's the line on that one? I believe it's three. For Maryland? Yeah, let me find it really quickly. Yeah, it's uh, three for Maryland. No. Yeah, for Maryland, right, which yep. surprised me. Because I've been riding Minnesota, actually. They've been the only thing keeping me not even afloat. But they keep, kept me from, like, 
hanging myself the last couple couple weeks because I had them both weeks. They're 3-0 on the year, 3-0 against the spread. Minnesota has taken care of New Mexico. Didn't they, no, they, didn't they lose last week to Temple? Nope, that's Maryland. Oh, I thought that's who you were talking about. Sorry. Right. So Mi- Minnesota has shown up every game. They beat New Mexico State uh, as 21 points favorites. Yeah, that's a bunch 38. of bombs. <laughs> right. Even game against, Fren- against Fresno, they won. And then they beat uh, Miami of Ohio 26-3. to They've, uh, Their defense has led up 27 points all year. Maryland has beat Texas on opening day, which kind of surprised everybody, but you're right. They lost uh, against Temple last week at home as 15-point outright favorites. So that's just a disgusting loss. Um, Minnesota relies on their defense, like I said. Top 10 rush defense. Um, t- and then on offense, they're 12th in time of possession, which is just, I think, a great combo to have an elite D. Like, where, where is Maryland going to get the ball here? And they're not going to have many chances. So I think Minnesota is being disrespected at plus three, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Maryland's just a hard team to figure out. I mean, I think they woke up for that Texas game just because they beat them last year in front of the home crowd. They're going through some controversy. So they've, they've come down back to earth. I mean, I think they're obviously better than Temple, but I don't think they're a team that you can you know rely on week in and week out. So I'm with you. I think Minnesota is the far better team. It's, it's another team that just has to take care of business and do what they're supposed to do. So I'm with you on Minnesota. All right. Awesome. Next up, we have the Huskers. Yep. Right, number <laughs> yeah, Scott Frost Huskers. How about this? I read uh, the the first time. This is the first time they've lost the two opening games since 1957. So that's uh, yeah, they kind of blow though. Scotty. I know, but still, that's they've been on the they've been on the downhill for a while now. Right. So the line on this against Michigan in the Big House, yeah, 18. So. Yeah, Nebraska has just had a, an honest, straight-up disappointing season. They lost last week. They were 10.5-point favorites at home versus Troy. Well, just a lack of efficiency. Their offense is a top 20 and plays run, but they're, near, they're down near, ranked near 100 in points scored. So they just, you know, they're missing efficiency. They're not scoring the ball. Uh, Michigan's rebounded well since that opening loss to Notre Dame. Um, their offense has gone off for 49 and 45 against a couple of shitty teams. So Shea Patterson is getting his, getting his legs under him, getting a little confidence. And the UM, they, again, they've been playing kind of shitty teams, but defenses look better for Michigan. What do you think about this one? It's just a matter of how many points you want to lay. I think everyone knows Michigan's going to win this game. It would be a pretty big upset if they didn't, um, but it's a matter of 18 points. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think that, like like you were saying, Michigan's kind of beat the shit out of um, crappy teams lately. So, you know, there's no reason they shouldn't do the same in Nebraska. Nebraska, like we said, been down on the down. Yeah. I, I don't respect this team at all. I, I just think that this one's pretty clear to be Michigan, especially in the big house. I think they're just going to lay it on him early and then not let up. Harbaugh is known for that, too. Once he gets ahead, he just doesn't yeah. call the dogs off. So I think this is a pretty pretty good spot for Michigan to um, you know, continue winning, gains momentum, and uh, keep looking forward to the weeks coming. I agree. I'm, uh, I like the over in this game, too. It's pretty low. I believe it's at 49.5. So um, I really think Michigan can go off. I think they could up, be, be up near 35, 40 points. I'll probably be taking the over in that one, too. So that way I can root for a little bit for some Nebraska points and then just assume that Michigan's going to run away with it. All right, I like that. Okay. All right, on to the 330 games. We have A&M visiting Bama. I mean, Bama has just been Bama all year. Uh, Tua looks great. He slings the ball. Um, the defenses look great. A&M has been kind of surprising. They, uh, they were surprisingly competitive against Clemson in that game a couple of weeks ago. Um, the offense has looked really good. I think they've been putting up a ton of points. With all that being said, Bama is laying 27 points. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. most of that still be because it's in Alabama. I think if it was in a yeah. that'd be a lot lower. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's just it's just like 27 is obviously a shitload of points. It's still Bama, but like Texas A&M, at least up to this point, is not a f- fake team. Like they're a decent team. There's nothing to say that they can't stay. I mean, competitive is 14, 17 points. Like they have, they just need to stay in this game. It's 27 points. I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I was going to say they need to stay competitive, but I would, cause they even, they don't even need to stay competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how big the spread is. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty high on AM. I have this whole year. I think Jimbo's a great coach. Um, I've liked their offense the last couple of years. I think they get recruits. Like recruiting in Texas is a pretty easy spot, but, you know, Bama is Bama. Like they, they killed Old Miss. That was kind of shocking how badly they, they took him down, especially after Old Miss went up early on that kick return. But, yeah. You know, you're right, Bama is Bama, but I I don't like laying this much points in a game where there's a clear better team, like a team that shouldn't be on the field with the other team, you know what I mean? Like one team that's mm-hmm. so far, like, yeah. I, I think that obviously Alabama's, the case here. I think uh, Alabama's better, but I think A&M like, deserves to be on the field with them, if that makes any sense. So in this spot, I think 27 points is way too much. I mean, A&M is a pretty good team, I think, so I, I'm, I'm kind of all over A&M in this one on the road. Yeah, I just don't like them enough to ride it. Um, so I'll, I'll be on Bama with Bama. I've learned you don't doesn't matter how many points you just got to lay it and let them just run away with the game. The defense, the defense just looks so good. They can stop a team. They Old Miss didn't even sh- show up after the first quarter. It's insane in Old Miss. So you're gonna be at home. They're gonna be they're gonna be you know juiced up. Uh, I'm just gonna ride the points with Bama. All righty, going into our next game, we have Kansas State visiting West Virginia. And if there's one thing I know, it's that Will Greer loves to <laughs> sling it in Morgantown. <laughs> Mountaineers are favored by 16. Kansas State, their coach is an old dog, and I think their whole team looks like a bunch he's of He's the old oldest dogs. guy in the world. Yeah. He, and he's, it's just, he's pushing 100. And it's just so representative of their boring-ass team. They got killed. The only real game they played this year was against Mississippi State at home. They got killed 31-10. to 10. West Virginia's look good in their two games. Um, they played Tennessee opener crushed them at home or no that wasn't at home that was at a neutral site but they still crushed them and then they took down a shit team last week so they've been getting the confidence churning do you think 16 points is enough i mean i think kansas state just stinks dude like right they they, they kind of didn't show us anything when they played mississippi state even even at home i think they're a way better team at home than they are on the road so and west virginia is just an easy team to to kind of cheer for will will, will greer at home so you see that video of um all the fans singing um the song West Virginia. Yeah. That yeah, was that was my road. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. That, that, yeah, that was dope. Yeah. yeah so I mean, for that point alone, I might take West Virginia just just for that one um video alone. But I, I just think they're a way better team. A sixteen right. and a half is a little scary just because it's three scores, but I, I think that you just choose the better team here, better defense, better quarterback. I, I think it's I think this is a total total spot for West Virginia just to blow the blow the brakes off of them. And I like taking these teams at home just not caring about the points when it's early in the season like this. You know what I mean? Like everything's in front of them for West Virginia. They still have all the hopes in the world. Like there's just that extra juice in the early season for these teams that are like, you know, still undefeated or like at the leading of at the top of their conference. Like they have a different swagger about them, but they just want to go out here and kill these teams. Cause when it comes down to it, if they have college football aspirations, you need to have impressive wins and all this stuff. Yeah. So. And I think West Virginia really needs this too. Like, I think they need to, you know, care a little bit more about every game just because their game last week got pro uh, canceled. So they just yeah. have one last game on their resume where they could have really, you know, put a Good put point. a hurting on a team. So I, I definitely think West Virginia is the play here. I'm going to be pretty high on them for the rest of the year, honestly, as long as you know the wheels Til- don't fall off. Just right. because they, they screw you. they need to, 
they need to win big in order to you know make it in because I think they're outside of the playoff anyway, just based off of you know the reputation, the schedule versus the like Alabamas and Georgias. So I think they really need yep. to prove themselves every week. So I'm high on West Virginia here. Me too. All right, next game we got Clemson heading to Georgia Tech, home of the triple option. Clemson is favored. What time is that on that? Three thirty. Yeah. Uh, Clemson is favored by 17 on the road. Clemson 0 for 3 against the spread, the 3 0, but they they kind of got ripped apart by AM. That's one of the reasons why I like AM against Alabama. The past few years, the closest team to Alabama is is Clemson or Georgia. So you got to respect Texas AM being able to gash up that Clemson defense, especially that line. Like the Clemson line's crazy. So that we're, we're moving on, but that's why I was so high on AM. Mm hmm. Um, overall, I just think Clemson's the much better team here. They're in the QB battle right now. So, I, what's the kid's name with the long hair that kind of looks like sunshine? Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. And I think he's and then the kid Brian. Yeah, Brian, Kelly O'Brien. Kelly is a girl's name, but Trevor Lawrence kind of looks like a chick. So, but yeah, I, I think if they go with Lawrence, I think that, I think everyone knows that they kind of want to like lean towards Lawrence. It's just a matter of maybe waiting until next year, just because he's such a puppy. Georgia Tech um, obviously runs the triple option. They've they've really boned me in the last couple weeks. I was high on them coming in this year. I thought they were going to be the best team around the triple option, but they've been kind of letting me yeah. down. So three against the spread. Battle of two teams, zero three against the spread. This is this is one of the tougher lines. I hate when there's a big spread against a triple option team, just because if Georgia Tech can get in the end zone first, then they can just milk time off the clock around the triple option. But I think this is just another instance of just taking the better team. I don't know about you, but I, I just think that Clemson's far superior. I think if Georgia Tech falls behind early. Then, then they're going to be in trouble the rest of the game. They'll have to get away from their game plan. So, I think I'm going to know if I'm wrong or right in the first in the first quarter of this game. But I'm going to go with Clemson on the road playing the points. I know that's a lot of chalk, but I'll I'll take Clemson minus 17. I think that they just want to go off on off mode. They're still pissed after that, even though they didn't lose after that close game against A and M. Um, I think they're still going to kill everybody. The number one ranked rush offense in the country. Yeah, the one, like, <laughs> they don't pass. Right, but they're going. To, I know, but they, it's like, all right, great. That's all you got, and you're going against probably the best D-line yeah. in the country. D-line for Clemson. How many first and second round draft picks they have? Like four? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. So, I don't know how Georgia Tech's going to beat them there. Their defense has been nothing special. They get beat on the ground. They're going to get torched in the air. And then I hate this one. They've won the turnover battle in every game, but they still are one and two. Which is crazy because I feel like if they win the turnover battle, they win the game just because they take up so much clock. You know what I mean? Right. It's, so it's kind of I, shocking. Yeah, I'm on Clemson. I'll, I'll, one last weird nugget on that game is the last four games between them have averaged 42 points per game. So they play low-scoring games, but Clemson's still covered in most of them. So I'm taking the better team. I'm laying the points with Clemson. I don't see how Georgia Tech can even score. They might not put up more than seven points. Yeah, I agree with you, especially with that Clemson line. I mean, it's going to be – I feel like they're just going to get demoralized too, just running at those – those big uglies all day long. I'd be so demoralized exactly. if I just got fucking wrecked every single play. So, you know, the more you think about it, the more you break it down. I think Clemson's definitely the pick. All right. Going into the next game. Now at 4 o'clock. This is like a really interesting and weird game to me. South Carolina visiting Vandy. Can't really tell what I think about South Carolina. Um, I can't tell what I think about either of these teams. <laughs> ex- exactly. So South Carolina has looked good against a couple bad teams. And they looked awful against Georgia, which is like, can you really blame them? The line on this game is South Carolina favored in Vandy by two and a half. So we have home dogs by two and a half for Vanderbilt. 
Vanderbilt's offense has been pretty nice recently. Put up 400 yards per game, and they're mostly relying on their part on their past game. They looked decent last two weeks. They were competitive with Notre Dame, covered the spread there, and their defense is low key a top 20 in points allowed. You know, including a game against Notre Dame. So it's like it's, they haven't got there by playing cupcakes. So I don't know. I I like the home dog idea. I like Vandy, and I don't know what to think of Carolina, South Carolina. So that's kind of where my head's at. How about yourself? Yeah, I, I watched most of that game last week with Vandy, and they they were kind of surprised me. I thought that Notre Dame was going to beat the brakes off them when they started off. I think they were up ten yeah. nothing, and then Vandy kept it close the rest of the game. Vandy, Vandy too. People don't people forget that it's kind of a hard place to play in Vandy. Mm-hmm. So this this game, it's just kind of like a close your eyes, like just make a pick on this one. So if it was at a neutral site, I think about taking South Carolina, but just with the points at home, I like the idea of Vandy and, and just how they've looked recently. So I mean, I guess I'll take Vandy. This game is one of the ones I, I really just don't have really a good read on it at all, but. Just the home team, just watching them play last week against a really good Notre Dame team. I'm going to go with Vandy here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on Vandy. Um, South Carolina, just to clarify, they played one shitty team and then Georgia, and then they had the game canceled last weekend. So with that, they still have like nothing really special on offense, and their defense isn't highly ranked at all. An interesting nugget here, Vandy's 4-1 and against the spread their last five games, and USC is 5-0 and against the spread in their so something's going to have to give. USC keeps covering on the road, but that obviously goes back in the last I don't, I don't know if I like you calling them USC. I don't know. I don't know about uh, that. It just, short, it just shortens it. I don't know. Uh, they claim that they're USC. They're, they're the only ones, I think, in the world. So. No, they say they're the original, but I'm with you on Bandy. Take the home team. Yeah, they, hopefully they're the wearing line, black. Vandy's plus two and, and a half, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier. Is that one of – do they, like, do black – do they do, like, all black in the uh, the uniforms there at home and yeah. like, in the stands and stuff? Yep. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I wish it was at night again. See, that's another game. I oh. wish it was at night, but it's a four. I agree. Eh, so. Maybe we'll get into night by the end. Sun sets early. <laughs> yeah, we're praying for an overcast day in that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Then it's so, a walk. <laughs> yeah, next game on the slate. Well, but yeah, but then you get it early because if it turns dark, then the, the spread might go in Vandy's favor pretty quick. Could, but could flip. Next game, we got TCU at Texas. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it was just a spider on me. That was fucking weird. Um, <laughs> this, this line opened at even, and now TCU's favored by three points, which I'm not really understanding because, you know, Texas beat USC last week, and TCU did play Ohio State tough, but overall in the past four years, TCU's kind of been Texas' daddy. They've owned them the last four, and Texas hasn't scored more than 10 points. So TCU's kind of taken over. I feel like they've been the better program, which is kind of, kind of strange that do you think they've been the best program in Texas the last few years? They must be, right? Yeah, I mean, since the college football came around, the playoff, they're the only ones that have got their name and, the, you know what I mean, at least talked yeah, about they've been that. better than Tech. They've been better than Houston. Yeah. They've been better than Texas. Oh, yeah. No doubt, actually. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think about, but Texas, everyone's, you know, always in the debate if Texas is back or not. No, um, what did Herman do? He, like, brought recruits out to a strip club or something? Oh yeah, that's yeah. I, I, I used to like Tom Herman a lot too when he was at Houston, when they had um, Ward and that's when um, what's that big fuck's name on the Ed Oliver like came coming out party. I used to love that Houston team, but ever since he's flopped over back to Texas, I just feel like he just needs a couple more years to get his guys in. Uh, the, at the beginning of this year, they really had no idea what they were doing with their quarterback. I feel like there's just a lot of question marks on this Texas team and TCU. I feel like he's just more of an established program with. With the better players, which is which is stunning that they would get the recruits over Texas. But, I mean, it's tough because this game's at Texas. But I think the TCU fans won't have to travel that, hard, travel that far. 
So I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with the better team again. I know I'm I'm taking a lot of chalk again today, but I think TCU is just the far better team. They have it everything figured out. They know they know what their game plan is. They know what their identity is. I feel like Texas just has a couple more years before they're really on TCU's level. I feel like they're going in the right direction though. But in this spot, I'm gonna take TCU minus the three points. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I'm on TCU pretty heavy here. I really like them in this game. I think this is this line is only the way it is because of the hype. I mean, Texas still lost to Maryland on opening day, um, and I don't think USC was anything. They, they I mean, did lose to Maryland. Yeah, I know. They got fucked they on. Right. They still lost to Maryland on opening oh, day. Oh, they used to. They yeah. almost did. And um, they, they – I mean, they beat, yeah, USC they beat last week, but I don't think USC was anything special. So I just think TCU is a better team, um, and I think that they have – and being on the road even though – they have something to play for, like this whole narrative with them uh, uh, dominating the last four years. But like everyone's still thinking Texas, like asking if Texas is back. Like I bet Texas is getting all the attention out there as opposed to TCU. So it's just like a lot to play for. I just want to come in. I'll be the bad guy. You know, I'll be the away <laughs> team. I'll ride that. Um, I hope TCU is wearing one of their sweet jerseys. I really like watching them. Yeah, purple um, and the silver and- helmets or something. Yeah, exactly. Something that just scares the shit out of them. But, but also um, the, the scary part about Texas is just the – like the traditional orange jerseys. I know. I know. They look clean. Oh, well, so but, we are, are we both on the same page here? Yeah, we're both on TCU. And like I said, I really like that one. Um, all right, moving into the night games. We have Florida at Tennessee. People have been dubbing this one the battle of uh, fan bases who are, like, living five to seven years <laughs> in the past. Like, they both think their team should be so much better this year, and they're so shocked that they're not doing well this year when in reality they've, like, been shitty for the last couple of years. So I think Florida's favored in Tennessee, right? Tennessee's getting a little, a little disrespectful yep. over there. Florida's favored by five points. Yeah. So there's a couple of ugly teams, honestly. Florida, they haven't – I found this little one. They haven't won a turnover battle all year, which is just terrible. Their offense can't stay on the field. They rank over 100th in time of possession and plays run. So their defense has really been the only thing keeping them alive. They've been really good against the pass, a top-down defense against the pass. So that's, I guess, where their highlight is, is their secondary. Um, Tennessee, they played West Virginia, who they got crushed by. Against these shitty teams, the offense has looked pretty good. They have a pretty balanced rush and pass attack from what I was looking at. And then their defense also shined against the couple of shitty teams they played, allowing less than 200 yards in each game. But when they played West Virginia, they allowed 547 yards. Tennessee will be at home. And goddamn, they look fast in orange. So I'm pretty, <laughs> ner- I'm, pre- I'm pretty swayed by that because I don't love either of these teams. You know what I mean? Nothing's like, oh, making me want to pick one over the other. Yeah, for me, I, I feel like you're right. With both these teams, just are trying to find their identity again. They're trying to, you know, get back to the old days. But for me, the only real difference is one team's at home and one team's on the road. And one thing about the Tennessee fan base is that they do love, they do love their yeah. team. They love their football. So they're they're all going to come out for this game. Um, they don't have you know, a ton to play for just because, you know, they're going to make it to a bowl. So, but this is one of their bigger games in the slate. Yeah, I feel like this, this is, is a, game, a bigger game on this. Exactly. It's this is a game, game that sure. they, that they expect to win. Like, even though they're underdogs, I feel like Tennessee totally thinks mm-hmm. that they, they should win this game. So it's not like they're going David versus Goliath. This is like a very winnable game for Tennessee. So um, just, just for that, I think I'm just going to take the points home dogs. <laughs> I, I I don't understand why you would take Florida in this case. I I think this spread's way too high, personally. Yeah. But I was very confused by it. I'm all over Tennessee. Um, like I said, one of these teams is gonna have to prove something to me, and I might as well try and be on the home side and the points. So I agree. That's that's where I'm at. All right. Next up, also seven o'clock, we have Mississippi State traveling to the Wildcats of Kentucky. Both teams are three and zero, and Mississippi State has beat the brakes off of everybody. Their best win 
They played two shitty teams, but they did beat Kansas State at Kansas State. And for those of you who don't know, that's a that's a really tough place to play. That's kind of what Kansas State holds their hat on. So they beat the fuck out of that old coach in that team. They kind of demoralized him. Um, I, I really didn't know who to pick in the Kansas State-Mississippi State game until you know it was about to start. And then I saw Nick Fitzgerald. That kid is a, a good-looking guy, a quarterback for Mississippi State. Um, he had the terrible... Yeah, he had a terrible leg injury last year where he fucking snapped his leg off. But I, I think he's the real deal. I think he's the closest thing that we've we've had since Lamar Jackson where, you know, he's leading the team in rushing. He's slinging the ball around. He, he's involved in every play. Uh, obviously, he's a white dude. But I, I just think Mississippi State's the better team. Um, their defense is really, really good. They have two guys up front that are going to go in the first couple rounds. Absolute studs. Kentucky kind of already had their Super Bowl, too, when they beat Florida. For some reason, that's a rivalry game. I don't do you know well, the history won, of that one? They hadn't won in the swamp in like thirty five. Yeah, no one wins in the swamp. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a big. I think yeah, I think they consider themselves must be old, more old fashioned. But like beating them in the swamp was a huge deal. Yeah. for them. So. so I, I think that was a really big deal for them. Um, their their run game's really solid. Their quarterback's not too great, but they have two really good running backs that they kind of switch off with, and they're both really powerful. And my favorite thing about them is in Kentucky they call it Catterday when they play at home on Saturday, so that's that's a little scary. But I think with this one, I think Mississippi State's just a far better team. They have more talent on both ends. Even though it's, you know, giving up 10 points on the road, you know, that, that's a tough just because it's I, – I just don't understand what Kentucky's really playing for at this point. I mean, I know it's another statement game against a really good team, but I, I just think Mississippi State's a much better program and a much better team at this point. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm all over Mississippi State because it's like – like you said, their offense is great. The quarterbacks, um, Fitzgerald, that kid is too Handsome. trusted. Yeah, you know, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He had them like work. He, he was a good, he was good for them last year. And now he's come back senior year, the whole nine. They're they're ranked. A lot to play for, a lot to play for. And they're the only thing that's been more impressive than their offense is their defense. Like this defense has let up twenty six points all year. They have a great D line. I don't see how exactly. I don't see where Kentucky's going to score. How they're going to get their points. They're not even going to be hang be able to hang around, in my opinion. So I know we've been taking a lot of these, but uh, I, you know I'll ride Mississippi State. I really think they kill them. Yeah, Kentucky. I think this is another game too where you're going to know in like the first five minutes whether or not you're on the right side of this bet. Right. I think I think you're going to find out really early if Mississippi State goes up early. I think they're not going to look back. But yeah, they didn't need some fluky plays in Kentucky's favor. Yeah, be the only thing that could keep them in the game. In the crowd shows up for Kentucky games. People think that it's a basketball school, but people show up for those football games too. Yeah, but there's just no there's no like history there's no tradition there there's no, nothing that says they're going to win at home you know mm-hmm. all right next game seven o'clock we have the golden knights of army traveling to the sooners of oklahoma the line is at a booming 31 and a half for oklahoma at home so army is two and one on the year they just beat army i mean they, they just beat army they just beat hawaii who you know everyone was pretty pretty high on just because they started out hot they were slinging it around but they were able to control the clock the whole time. The Army goes for it on fourth down more than any other team. I was watching the game with a kid who bet on Hawaii, and it was the most frustrating thing in the world for him just because they would get the stop, and it would be four, fourth and one or fourth and two, and Army would go for it every time and get it every time. And Oklahoma, obviously, they score the shit out of the ball. Um, they're averaging 50 points a game, 3-0, and number five in the country. Kyler Murray's an absolute maniac. That kid, yeah. that kid's just a fun, just fun athlete to watch. I can't wait to, no matter what he does, playing baseball, playing football. I feel like he's just gonna be, he's gonna be great. Whatever he does, he just looks like a winner. Looks like a competitor out there. He he does it all for that offense. So I I, I don't know how he stop him. He, he reminds me of Russell Wilson a little bit. But 
Mm-hmm. It's an easy comparison, too, because Russ Wilson was good at baseball. But Oklahoma had a little bit of scare last week against Iowa State. They lost to Iowa State last year. They also have a really good home field advantage. So my take on this game, I think Oklahoma's obviously going to win. But playing against a team that runs a triple option, and last week when they were playing Hawaii at one point in the third quarter, Army had the ball for 14 minutes, and Hawaii had the ball for three minutes. So I I just think 31.5 points is way too much against a team that's just going to run the shit out of the ball, just try to control it. Their coach is a, is a maniac with going for it. He, he went for it on his own his own 30 a couple times. So I, I think he's going to do whatever it takes. And their quarterback's not bad. He can actually throw the ball a little bit too when he had to. So I'm, this, might, this might be one of my favorite games of the week. I just feel like 31 and a half points is, is way too many against a team that runs the triple option as well as Army does and that controls the clock like Army does. So I think Oklahoma's going to win. Just I think, you know, five scores is way too much. Yeah, I'm on Oklahoma. Um, (laughs) Just to completely contradict you. Yeah, I think they're getting into that Bama territory with that offense is like just lay the points and let them pour it on. I get what you're saying with Army controlling the, you know, trying to control the clock. But, you know, Oklahoma's defense is like no joke either. You know, they have a pretty decent rush defense, 39th ranked. They actually, they're, they're, get burned in the pass a little bit. So it's like, all right, you're going to play into their strength. And everyone knows what Army is going to be doing. So, Trust that they'll get the ball plenty to Kyler Murray. Just let him do his thing. This is another one where I'm going to be riding Oklahoma and the over. The over is only at 61. Um, and I don't understand a spread that's 31 points and an over that's 61. Um, that just doesn't add up to me. So I'm going to take Oklahoma and the over. Just root for points. I think you can hit them both. And I think it's a very low likely to miss one of them. So I'm on Oklahoma and the over. All right. What if the score? What do you mean? I don't. I don't really understand that. Like last week, what was Bama favored by against Ole Miss? Do you remember? They didn't hit the over though. Right, but they're either going to cover or hit the over, and the and the over was ten points higher. I'm saying when you have a very fat spread like this, the over should be up. I thought this over would be up near like seventy points with Oklahoma because I think they're going to put up fifty. I don't know. Oh, well, my only take with it, like I'm saying, that Army's just going to like play this down. They're just going to run the ball take 40 seconds off the clock they're gonna run the ball take 40 seconds off the clock so i i mean i kind of get where you're coming from but i i could see this game being to go with your point say that oklahoma does cover they could cover 40 to 7 i, I kind of see where you're coming from but i i'm i'm just kind of all over army just i understand oklahoma's the better team and if army didn't run the triple option as well as they do i would i'd see where you're coming from but just with this triple option this is one of my favorite games of the week taking army with this spot and this many points well, opposite sides of that one, we can see how. Good and they have a linebacker named Jimmy Hammersticks. On Army. I know, I know. I don't want to go that against doesn't... that. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'll let him take. My... If he takes my money, I'll be all right. All right, let's move on to the next game. Also at seven o'clock, I think this might be the highest over on the board. The Red Raiders of Texas Tech visiting the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. And the line on this game is pretty fat. It kind of surprised me. It's Oklahoma State by, I believe, twelve and a half. Right. Thirteen. 13 now so it's just surprising because texas tech looked good last week they beat i think the final score was 63 49 against houston so their offense just went off that you was know, tech that's like, yeah exactly so these this is the team that's catching you know that many points so i was just surprised to see the line that big oklahoma state kind of proved their worth last week a lot of pe- people were picking boise state against them um to, to knock them off but it was in oklahoma state they they routed them a little bit so they looked good they kind of um, stood up to the test. This kid for Texas Tech is Alan Bowman. 
five yards, five touchdowns last game. Like we said, they just sling the rock. It's classic Texas Tech. Uh, can't play any defense. Okay, was State. that kid in the running initially for the quarterback? Yeah, I, don't know I thought it was two from. other kids. I think they just they just like plug these kids into the offense till it works. But I don't know. They I agree. When we were looking at the beginning of the season, they didn't know who they were going to play in Texas Tech. So I don't know where he came from. But uh, the kid on OK State, I guess his name is Tyler Cornelius. He has he has the record for the first touch for the most touchdowns in the first two games of the year for OK State. They've been playing every game at home. I don't know how you get this. I don't know how you get this to happen. Uh, but this is their is this their fourth game? Fourth game at home. Yeah, fourth in a row. Insane. It must be why they're favorite so high. I like Texas Tech. I think I just like the points. I just thought it was too many points from the get go. Uh, looking at this, this is such a rat line. Okay, okay, state by thirteen. Um, I think they're trying to make you pick pick Texas Tech. So I've kind of been high on OK State for a while. I feel like they're undervalued just because number one because of Oklahoma because I think people when they they think of an Oklahoma football team. They think of Oklahoma. They don't realize how good OK State is. So, what are they ranked right now? They, can you look that up for me while I'm, while I'm going on right here? OK State, yeah. I, they're they're in the top twenty definitely, but their offense is so high powered. Their defense is looking better this year, and I think Oklahoma State is one of the toughest places 15. to play. Yeah, they're 15. fifteen, yeah, fifteen in the country. I think that in Oklahoma State's one of the toughest places to play in the country at night, especially with this one, the sea of orange. They they bring out all the Cowboys on the field. The, the fans go fucking nuts. So, you know, for me, I, I just feel like they're baiting you into taking Texas Tech. Texas Tech has been spotty, too. They lost to, they lost to Ole Miss earlier in the year. Yeah. I think the home team, OK State, I think it's going to get ugly quick. Uh, Texas Tech might score on some big plays, but I just think OK State's the more well-balanced team, and I love that home field advantage. So I'm, I'm going OK State here. We're going to contradict each other yet again. Sure. sure. All right, next game. 7.30 at night, we got the Spartans of Michigan State versus the Hoosiers of Indiana. So Michigan State's only played two games. They're one and one um, They've kind of been really disappointing this year based off what everyone thought. That, everyone thought this was going to be the year that they'd kind of burst onto the scene. They've kind of been in the middle of the pack out there with Ohio State and Michigan. They've never really, you know, staked their claim and, you know, been the best team in that conference. But everyone thought, you know, with they were returning – Lewerke, is that how you say it? And LJ, I like LJ Scott. Yeah, he's a nerd guy. He looks like a nerd, huh? Yeah, LJ Scott's been playing terrible. They're ranked 24. They lost to Zona State in the first game. I mean, in the second game, and they almost lost to Utah State in the first game. I think Utah State should have won that game. And I think Utah State looked like the better team in that game. So, watching Michigan State play twice, they've looked like the worst team in both games. And Indiana, um, they're kind of obviously a rebuilding program. They're 4-0 to start the year. Their only real big win was against Virginia, if you could call that a big win. They only won by four. The way they play is just pretty conservative. They just try to make the other team. They try to not not to lose, if that makes any sense, where they, they just don't really like to make mistakes. They like to play you know, consistent defense. They don't turn the ball over. Um, they play a pretty conservative game, throwing the ball. They run it a lot. So I, I personally think at home, just the way that both these teams have been playing, I think Indiana's playing for playing for a lot here. I think the home crowd's going to be rocking. I love that it's at night. That's like my favorite thing in the world, <laughs> night games right. at home. And um, I like the fact that they're just catching points, too. Um, what were they catching, four? Yeah, four and a half. Catching four and a half at home. So I think this game is going to be pretty close the whole way. I think Indiana is going to at least keep it within a score, and then at the end we're going to find out if they cover or not. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if Indiana even won this football game. So I'm um, I'm I'm on the Hoosiers on this one. All right. Well, I just don't. They're not. I just don't think they're there yet. Um, nothing really has impressed me about them. Yeah, they play conservative. They're actually, sorry to correct you, but they're three and zero. They beat Virginia and a couple of shitty teams. It looks like Ball State and FI. Three and zero. Yep. Sorry. No. Yeah. Are you sure? I'll look it up. Yeah, I got it. But um, 
So yeah, I just there's not their four now. They beat Charlestown Southern, FIU, oh. Virginia, and Ball <laughs> State. I think that, State. that's a. All right, well, that's an, all right. Throw that FCS team on the board. Oh no, wait. Never mind. Charleston. So I don't know why they have that up. That was last year. Okay, yeah. So it's just they haven't impressed me. They haven't done anything. I just didn't. I didn't think it was enough points. I was like Michigan State under a score. Um, this is still a ranked team we're talking about. Still, you know, much better recruiting, much better talent across the board. Um, I like Michigan State. I'll, I'll take. I don't care about laying five points. That really doesn't worry me that much. All right. You want to head into uh, the next game? Yep. This is the eight o'clock game Saturday. This is where I'm pretty sure that they got the college game day at. Easily the best game. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Stanford at Oregon. It's cool. I feel like the Pac-12 hasn't had like a big game like this, especially with these two names, um, in a while. You know, Stanford's hasn't really been around for a while, and then Oregon's kind of just been like decent. But Stanford's really good. They're top ten team. What are they ranked? Seven, I think. Um, Stanford. Yep, number seven. Okay, so they're two point favorites. Stanford has beat USC and San Diego State already, both at home, and they've done it without Bryce Love. Hasn't really gone off yet. He was kind of held. Pretty quiet in that San Diego State game. He's been doing, you know, he's been he's been hanging around. He's not been like a bum, but he just hasn't really gone off. Their defense has really been carrying them, letting up about seven and a half points a game so far. And then Oregon, they're three and zero, killed all three cupcake teams at home. So they've also been playing at home all season. They get this one at home. Their quarterback Justin Herbert, a local kid, because uh, top QB prospect could go really high in the draft. He's been going off for him. Got him ranked twentieth in the country. It's in Eugene. Crowd's gonna be rocking. Don't even know what jerseys they'll be wearing yet, but I you're gonna come out with something crazy. I think something maybe pink, a little silver in here, a little black. Yeah, gotta right. have some then, green on there. And then this is the only other thing that's really interesting is listen to Stanford's next four games. It's Oregon, uh, at Oregon, at Notre Dame, at home against Utah, at Arizona State. They play Utah again that early. Jeez. So this is just like an absolute, like this is the toughest part of the schedule for them. And this is game one in Oregon. What do you think? It's obviously, you know, a great game. For me, you you went over most of the uh, basics here. But I think Oregon's a program that's coming back on the rise. Obviously, they had some rebuilding after Chip Kelly left. The offense wasn't really the same. wasn't as explosive. Teams kind of, you know, hopped off the going to Oregon just because they had cool jerseys and all the Nike gear. But right. I, I like this spot a lot for Oregon, honestly. Um, they opened up as favorites. Now they're dogs. You know, like the home dog scene. I think... Stanford's been impressive. They beat some good teams, but like you said, Bryce loves kind of kind of sucks. But I think if there's an offense that can you know throw off Stanford, Stanford's defense is only letting up about seven and a half points a game. So they've been they've been kind of the backbone of this team. But I think if there's an offense that could throw them off, it would be Oregon at home. So for that reason, I like the home dog in this one. Oregon, I I just think that the quarterback's a little bit better. I just think that the team's a little more explosive and they're just going to catch them. You know, I think this is Oregon's, you know, one of their games they've been looking forward to. They've had circled in their schedule all summer. So I think this is a game, game they're definitely going to get up for. I think that home crowd's going to be, you know, fucking going nuts. So I, I think Oregon's the play here. I'm with you. I just like taking the home team in this one, like you've been saying. I think it's a class, it's like a really cool, you know, Oregon high-powered offense against a really good defense. You know, can Bryce Love show up on the road? Um, that's It's just weird to me. I can't figure out the mood, obviously, in Stanford. Um, you know, the locker room's confident and excited, but it's like, how do you keep these kids from looking ahead and knowing that they got to go to, you know, these road games in Oregon, Notre Dame, Arizona State? So, if you, like, it's just such a tough part of the schedule coming up. You could, I don't know, you can't really sleep on this one, but I just think it plays a factor. So, I'm in on Oregon. I hope uh, – local kid, too. How can you not bet on the local kid? So yeah, his whole family's gonna be there, yeah, cheering oh their God. hearts out for him. Oh my, he's gonna, at the pregame. He's gonna be getting the love from everybody. So we're on the same page on that one. All right, All right. the next game. 
Yeah, this is our last 8.30 slate Saturday night. Uh, Wisco traveling into Iowa. Wisco coming off that terrible loss last week. I think they were 23.5-point favorites mm-hmm. at home against BYU. And they lost Against the non-alcohol drinking. I, I hate BYU. I, I didn't touch that game, but I still BYU has been annoying me all year. And that was just crazy last week. So, I mean, this is just killing their momentum. They might have lost their chance at a playoff. It's tough. I mean, you can still get out of the Big Ten with one win, but I don't know what the rest of the schedule looks like. Iowa's one of those teams that they're 3-0, and have played all their games at home this year. Get this. <laughs> I, how does this happen? How, I don't how know. How do they let these teams I think, well, they, four? I mean, they, I know. A they pay a, lot of the, they right. pay a lot of the shitty teams to come there. So, But that's like a whole month you just, oh, stay in the dorms. So you don't have to go anywhere. And then, but that must fuck you later in the year. I don't That can't be good. Can't be a good idea. <laughs> um, their defense has been carrying them, and this is—I mean, this is just in Iowa at night—is the whole narrative. Yeah. You know, they have another the night game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another, another night game with the home dogs because uh, it's Wisconsin laying five, right? No, it's it's only three, I think. Wow, so it's even less. Three and a half. Um, yeah. But I, I would assume that would move, but that's pretty low in my mind. So Iowa has this tradition where they um, turn on all their phone lights and they wave across the street as the kid as the children's hospital. Yeah, so them, you know they let them know they're looking out for them, <laughs> rooting for them. You know, you know yeah, that's scary. That's the scariest thing I've heard in a while. Hey, it's more than it's more than football at Des Moines. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I I still think this line. That's just a. I feel like it's a knee jerk reaction. Wisconsin is still Wisconsin. Like last week. What if you told? What if I told you last week before that game that you're going to get Wisconsin like minus three and a half in Iowa, right? So I think it's an overreaction of a line. Yeah, I mean the the whole narrative here is that it's two teams that are just going to run the hell out of the ball, play good defense. Mm-hmm. Low and, scoring, and just hope for the other team to make a mistake. But I love Iowa at home. But I also, looking at this line, I couldn't believe that Wisconsin was only three and a half point favorites. But I, I know they lost last week. But I think that's going to even fuel them, fuel the fire even more because Wisconsin needs, if they even want a, a prayer at making it into this playoff, they gotta, they gotta start handling teams. And Iowa's a good team. I think this would really help them out if they were able to, you know, run away early. And the biggest thing here is Wisconsin's running back. What's his name? Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor. He, I okay. think he's just a far better runner than anyone that I was going to be throwing at Wisconsin. I, I like Wisconsin's line better than Iowa's line. The only thing that really scares the hell out of me is that it's in Iowa at night. I, I think here you just take the better right. team. Who's you love? You love them at home. You love the night home dogs. Well, this this is like the scariest one on the slate because Iowa's Iowa can beat teams. In Iowa, that that's one of the that's that's one of the places that's really scary. But I, I just think Wisconsin is just the better team. They they need this game a little bit more than Iowa does. So I'm I'm on Wisconsin. I I think this line is going to move though in Wisconsin's favor pretty soon. So I'd hop on it pretty early. Um, the next game we got Air Force traveling to one of my favorite teams in the country. Just watching, they're absolutely money in the bank. Utah State. Who who would have guessed it, right? So Utah State kind of burst onto the scene when they played uh, Michigan State really hard in Michigan State. Um, they lost an absolute heartbreaker. A lot of people think they should have won that game. But um, looking over at Air Force, I actually had Air Force last week, or two weeks ago, sorry, in week two. They didn't play in week three. Playing against FAU, they only covered because they blocked a punt in the last five minutes. Um, they run the triple option, when you got to love. A lot of white boys on that offense, though. So that's something to keep an, keep an eye on. I think... The running back, wide receiver, and quarterback that all run the triple option are all white dudes, which is kind of weird. But Utah State's absolutely money in the bank. They're so much fun to watch on offense. They fire it around. They run the ball. They run it to a few different guys. They run it outside. 
you know, they just try to get a lot of open space and, you know, make people miss. So the line for this one is Utah State minus 10.5. I think Utah State's definitely the pick here. I, I think they're trying to, you know, really burst onto the scene. That that team's really, really good, and they really shocked Michigan State. I was shocked, too. I knew nothing about them. I just kind of saw Utah State, and I didn't think they'd be that good. But, you know, they've been kind of beating the shit out of people lately. So kind of all in on Utah State. What are you thinking about this one? Double down. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's a good spot for them. Like you said, they're like kind of an up-and-coming, you know, on-the-rise team, like trying to make a name for themselves. I bet, you know, a lot of swagger going on in that locker room. Going up against a little bit of a boring Air Force team. Um, nothing really speaks to me on that side. I just like I just like the idea that they're at home. Um, if they're on the road, even if it was like a close spread, I really wouldn't want to fuck with it. It's just more like, oh, you're you know they're at home. They're they've got a lot of momentum. They're gonna they're gonna be giving it their all. They're gonna try to blow these guys out. If they get up, you know, every time they make a big play, it's just gonna pump the crowd up, pump the team up more and more. So I I could definitely see them running away with it, even if not covering late. You know, they're gonna be trying all the way to the whistle if it's somewhat close, under ten points. So I like Utah State in this one. They're averaging over 50 points a game, too, for everyone that's wondering. So Right. They got some pop. Yeah. They're, they're money. And their defense, they just fly around. They're, they're just a fun team to watch. So if you, if you get the game, it's one of our late-night specials. Yeah. 10, this, is a, this is our fir- Is this our first of three, right? First of three late-night specials. So this okay. one's a 10-15 Saturday night Eastern time. So we're all in on Utah State on that one. Lean on them if you need it late in the week. Yep. Down a little I bit. love that game. I love that Utah State game. Yeah, hopefully I can find a TV somehow. That would be pretty fun. All right. Um, the next one on that Saturday night is the 1030 game. It's actually a pretty good game. Arizona State visiting Washington. So, you know, Washington's been a bear all year. You know, one of the top teams, I think, in the in the Pac-12 for sure. And they're arguably, you know, top team in the nation. Do we know where they're ranked at all? Arizona State? No, Washington. They're 10. Exactly. So, they're top 10 team. How many points are they laying here? Oh, 10, I think. <laughs> Sorry. Nope, sorry. it's 17, 17 and a half. half. Whoops. Yeah, sorry. It took me a little while to find it. Yeah, 17 and a half. So, I mean, Arizona State got some respect when they knocked off Michigan State at home. Um, you know, since they've lost, they lost last week to San Diego State. That's a good team, though. You know, um, it's tough to, to come to continue riding the high off that Michigan State upset. Um, Washington is just taking care of Utah since no, – Utah and North Dakota, excuse me, since they lost to Auburn that opening day. I don't know. I mean, I loved Washington going into that Auburn game. And they lost. They kind of burned me. And I was on Utah last week. So I've been on the wrong side of Washington all year. And now they're laying 17 and a half points against, you know, not a joke of a team, but they are at home. So I, I kind of hate this spread, to be honest. And I, I'm not really in love with the side. What do you think? So for me, I think Arizona State kind of already busted their load. Everyone's just kind of all over them just because they have Herm, Herm Edwards at the coach. I think that they're still a few, few years away. They obviously played really well at home against Michigan State. But I don't think – like I was saying earlier, I don't believe in this Michigan State team just yet. So I I think Washington, their defense is the best part. They I've been saying right. this about a lot of teams, but playing in Washington is not easy. They get a lot of recruits. The only thing that's really been letting me down with Washington is Browning. He's, he's always he's just kind of looking like shit this whole year. I thought he was going to be like a Heisman candidate. They've been running the ball a lot just because he hasn't really thrown it too well. This is going to get ugly quick. I think Washington's going to hop out to – you know, 14 nothing lead, and then Arizona State just might be demoralized. So I, I think I definitely like Washington in this one, even though you're giving up a lot of points, a lot of chalk. But yeah, I, I would not feel confident at all if I had Arizona State heading into this game. That That's my main thing when I'm doing these these big um big spread bets. I, I just couldn't be confident in Arizona State marching into Washington, hearing that crowd. Like, I, if you turn on this game one minute in, 
if Washington might score this game, score and then you know that you're dead and they might win by 30. So I don't think they're explosive enough. Honestly, they they are though. They've they've a lot of guys. That... Yeah, but Brad, they, I'm with you that he's not looked good. The the offense not looked good for Washington. I think I'm gonna take the points. Um, I think it's gonna be low scoring. I just think 17 and a half. Obviously, in a low scoring game is gonna mean a lot more. I think Herm will have him prepared. You know, I think that it's he's not the type of guy to get blown out as a coach. They still got some swagger about him. They're feeling confidence in themselves. Um, it's just too many points. You know, something that backs that up. Two seven games have a combined score of 45 and a half on average. So, like, they put about 45 points a game. So, it's like, it's that low scoring. Give me, like, two scores out of Arizona State, and I'll take the points. 17 and a half, I think, is too many. All right. And our last late-night special, we have – this is going back to Friday, so we're backtracking yep. a little bit. Yeah. At 10.30 Eastern time, we got Wazoo heading into USC. USC just got their fucking ass kicked. Who was it last week? Texas. Texas. So yeah, Texas. It's a little nerve-wracking. Um, They're back at home, now. Back at home. We'll see what that means. What, what's your thoughts on this one? Do you have a, do you have a side? So I kind of hate USC. I didn't like. I didn't touch them. But I didn't like them last week. Um, I think they're a little bit of a fake team. But with all that being said, I think this is kind of their bounce back game. You know, they're coming off two losses to Stanford and Texas, both on the road. You get to come back home. You've been beat up on. You know, you've been beat up. Didn't go as planned. You know, Washington State doesn't have too much that impresses me. They do have a very, very, very good pass offense. Their passing offense for Washington State is. Second. Isn't that where um. Not trying to be dick, didn't there? Yeah. QB. Uh... Yeah, he he offed himself last year. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. But no, he did. And um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out who subbed in for him, who's been going off for them. Um, I can get the name, but they. Yeah, average, I can do it while you're talking. Sure. They average 421 passing yards a game. So they've been putting up points for Washington State. Don't they have Mike Leach at the helm over of course, there, too? Of course, of course. Yeah. USC's defense has actually been pretty decent. 29th in the country against the pass. Pretty decent scoring wise. So I just think. Like I said, that's kind of my, my narrative for it. Is this a bounce back game for USC? You know, their fans are not going to be happy at all with a one and three start. So, you know, they're three and a half point favorites for a reason. I think that, that kind of gets me on Vegas' side taking USC. Eh, I feel like a lot of people will be on it. But either way, I like USC at home. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to side with you. Wazoo's been playing pretty well. And I think that they're a really underrated team, too. I think they kind of have the same bug as Oklahoma State. But. You know, in this spot with a close spread, I think that you got to go with the home team. USC is getting the recruits, the recruiting battle in this one. I think they have more talent. I like Wazoo just because, like I've been saying this whole time, they're just like a more a team that just knows what they're good at. They've been doing it for. I, I think at USC, you got to go with the Trojans here. The guy on the quarterback for Wazoo, by the way, is Gardner Minshew. Okay, yeah, is, is his numbers in front of you at all for what he's gone? Oh, uh, the so last far? game he threw four seventy and two touchdowns. Yeah, wow. so. He kind of has a hose, but Gardner Minshew just sounds like a kind of a pussy name. So, <laughs> yeah, if if that was the deciding factor, the name of the QB, I'd have to go with Doesn't USC you. on this one. All right, we're on the same page there. All right. All right, let's introduce our next segment. This is a new one for us. We're going to start giving out um, underdogs. So, the idea is, like, you know, we might throw some fat ones in there, but some just, like, what we think good, somewhat good value underdogs to just take the money line on a team that's catching points. Um, so I'll lead it off. Mine this week is um, Kansas on the road in Baylor. They are favored to lose by seven and a half. So the money line I can see now is plus 235. I think you take the money line. Baylor is a fake team. Um, <laughs> they got killed by Duke last week. Otherwise, they played two trash teams, and the defense hasn't even really stopped them. Against ACU, they let up 27 points, and against UTSA, they let up 20. 
Then they let up 40 against Duke last week. And then Kansas has actually been a decent team. They got their first road win since 09. Big feelings. They, they beat Central <laughs> Michigan. And then they, they stomped the shit out of Rutgers last week in a, in a line that was an even game. They beat them 55 to 14. So I think that Kansas has got like a, you know, they got an offense over there, whether they know it or not. So I just think it's a spot where, you know, it's the values there. I think it's definitely closer than seven and a half. So I love the money line at uh, north of 200. All right. I think I'm going to change mine. I had a, I had a different one heading into this segment, but I'm looking over. Okay. I'm going to change mine to a road favorite, Mississippi State, heading into Kentucky minus 10. Uh, like we were saying earlier, I just think the Mississippi State defense is just going to be a little bit too much to handle. I love Fitzgerald, the quarterback. I, I just don't see how – I think this one's going to get out of hand very early, and then Kentucky's just going to get out of the game. I do like Kentucky's run, but I am going to lock in – Oh, wait, this is my lock, rather. I was going to say, you didn't lock This is my lock. Right. Uh, I'm big. All right, that's your lock. You All right, going for the lock. I got Mississippi State. All right, Okay, Dan. that's your lock. <laughs> Where is? This craft beer is really getting to me, I guess. But, um, all right, You're my in. dog is at home. The Volunteers of Tennessee taking on Florida. I think five and a half points is way too much right now. They're plus 70. I just think that this game's too close between two very similar teams that you got to take the home team in this one. I just think that the home dog is definitely the way to go against. I, I just don't see it with Florida this year. I mean, I could be proven wrong in this one, but give me the Vols. Give me the fan base. Give me the points. I mean, give me the give me the money line. Give me all plus 170 of it. Hell yeah. All right. What's you your go. lock? Since I already jumped the gun with Mississippi State. All right, no worries. Yeah, so we'll go to our final one, the lock. Um, I'm 0-1 my first lock, so this is a big one for me. This is to get back to even on the locks for the year. Can't be giving out bad locks. That's the worst trait you can have. But, um, no, it's just my favorite game is easily Minnesota. I know you're going with a road team as a lock. I, I loved it, and we're on an elite defense, an offense that's, you know, more than competent, can definitely score the rock. And then against Maryland, who I think is just, like, had that fluke victory off the bat. Like you said, I think it was more emotion in home field than anything. Um, I don't think there's much there that's going to keep them in this game. I don't know how they're going to score the rock all that much. So I just love Minnesota. I think they're only laying three points in Maryland. All right. I like that pick too. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Sports Gambling Weekly Picks podcast. We're going to come out with an NFL podcast in the next couple of days. Might even have a special guest on there too. So we'll keep you informed on how we're doing. And thank you for listening. We'll be back in a few days. Later, everybody.